Hello and welcome to Arts Talk Radio. I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you interviews as well as news and reviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and everything in between or nearby. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in English. A rather political programme this week, dealing with different aspects of migration. Our reporter Zoe Baus was at De Bali in Amsterdam, where she spoke to a New York-based Indian author about his book This Land is Our Land, An Immigrant's Manifesto. But first, she met a visual and performance artist who lives in the Netherlands and who is a refugee from Iran. Esan Fajadnia joins us today on Arts Talk Radio. He is uh, an artist, an activist um, from Iran originally, but has been living and working in the Netherlands for many years. Uh, Esan, thank you so much for joining us. Sure, hi. Now, Esan, I actually saw a short performance of yours uh, just last week here at Dibali. Uh, it was a it was a story. You were you were telling us a story. Um, I found it very moving. But you do lots of, of other work. You have done lots of other work. But at the moment, you're doing something quite interesting. You're focusing more on performance art with the goal of raising awareness um, about maybe about immigrants and the immigrant experience. Can you tell us what motivated you? Because you are a professionally trained visual artist, but, but you've, you've moved off in another direction. Yeah. What motivated me... Um, it was actually the experience that I had myself, the first-hand experience. And especially during the year 2015, when many people had to move from their country, there was a quite large biased feelings that came out of the, let's say, more rich countries like Netherlands. And as well, many people tried to take actions to do something about it. And I didn't want to have a quick reaction to this uh, way of presenting refugees and migrants. And, uh, and of course, the right wing, uh, they immediately used it as a kind of scapegoat for all the problems that we have. And many people also, as artists, they immediately took a camera and started documenting the suffering of the others which doesn't sound really well to me because you create a kind of a stigma for, yeah. for certain people. And I was involved in those years, 2015 and 16, in certain kind of more practical activism of finding shelter, finding um, bed, food, etc., etc. But at a certain moment, I thought also by myself, this is like a little plaster on the big wound. I return to my own memories. What did I want when I was a refugee? Just to clarify, yeah. you came as a refugee yes. from Iran. Yes, yes. And that was, you said, in? In the year 2000. So by going back to my own feeling in that moment and also talking to most of the refugees, they want to come out of the situation of uncertainty. And the best thing that they could, they could help them is to have the paper where they can work, study... Um, and have a normal life. So then I was thinking, how can we find that for them? How can we, in a state of giving them a blanket, 
I could do more because I was, as you said, I was trained as a visual artist, as a performance artist. And now I'm dedicating most of my time in uh, fighting this stigma and uh, prejudices that exist by creating works that are informative, of challenging, questioning, um, and also showing the process of how it is to be a refugee. To come to a new country to come with, to a new with country. nothing. Yes, exactly. And how then these rich countries are actually treating you in that moment. Now, with this in mind, um, you also said to me that it's not helpful always to be didactic mm. uh, in your approach. Um, and, and you mentioned that you wanted to raise awareness amongst, amongst Dutch audiences, for example, here in the mm. Netherlands. And so to this end, you've, you've prepared a variety of, yeah, of performance works, which to me sound interesting. There's one happening in Dibali tonight. Yeah. Could you tell us about that? It sounds quite fun, actually. Yeah. Uh, the one that is happening tonight is called the Migration Quiz. And it's going to be about uh, 20 to 30 minutes of quiz that the public could answer on their phone. They will see the questions as on the screen, on the stage, I'm reading them out loud. And they could see it on their phone and answer the question. So, but in the quiz, there is also a story. It's a, it's a story that I created as it is reflecting on identity as well as me trying to go to Belgium to find a job. And then as the questions are going, then the other chapters of the story reveals that, um, for example, in Netherlands there is a war with Friesland separatists. <laughs> and I am a Friesian separatist uh, who is trying to go <laughs> trying to Belgium. Trying to escape to Belgium. Exactly. Um, so then you will, you will see what kind of refugee status I could apply for in the, Bel in the Belgium embassy and if they accept me or not. And then at a certain moment, um, things are happening that I need to cross over uh, at night to Belgium. You have to make an escape. I have to make escape. And then what happens to me in Belgium? So, but when the public answers, they kind of lead to the next question. They can choose the direction that the narrative more goes. More or less, yes. Yes, more, more or, less. or less, yes. And what made and there will be a winner in the end. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what, what, will, who, or what will the winner be? That the person who, who safely gets refugee status? Is that how it works? No, the, or, the winner or, is, the, is, the, is the person who answered most of the questions right. And what made you choose this sort of fictional setup of, of the 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 Frisian uh, <laughs> Frisian activists <laughs> the Frisian uh, separationists try, <laughs> trying to to get to Belgium. What, what what why did you think yes that would be a good way in I just wanted to create a situation that is not far away from home mm. uh, because most of the images that we see it feels like oh it's far away from home we just consume the images and think oh it wouldn't touch us so we're safe so I wanted to create a situation that is just happening in Netherlands. Um, and as you could see, like in Spain, something like that happens it's suddenly. Not, it's not unimaginable. It's not. No. Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay, so speaking of things legal, uh, that we'll just move on and talk a little bit about what you've coming, a, a bigger project that's coming up in June time. Yes. Um, now this is, 
you're actually recreating um, a trial mm -hmm. for a, a potential refugee or asylum seeker um, following the, the sort of the Dutch legal system. Could you tell us more about this project and again also what, what inspired that? Yeah. Um, yes, it's called Refugee on Trial. We did actually one version of it um, in November in Pakarsazuacher. It was in a smaller hall because it was sold out. Now we are going to a bigger hall. Um, and it is a story of an um, Afghan refugee who came to Netherlands as claiming to be a journalist. And the Dutch um, IND, which is the immigration mm -hmm. office, rejected his claim. They said he wasn't a journalist. They said, you are not a journalist right. because there is no article on your name. And we cannot believe it. Um, so it's about his... We got all of his documents from his lawyer. So this is a true, an actual person. It's, a, it's an actual about. person. And uh, we got his um, archive of dossiers and interviews that he had. And from there, we created this trial where the public, again, can vote in the end if they believed uh, his story or not. We choose the name, is a pseudonym, which was the name Ali J. So the public would decide if Ali J's story is credible or not, based on two hours piece where um, Ali, you will hear Ali J um, being interviewed, and then the judge enters and uh, the procedure uh, goes on as a trial. So you could see what, how the IND evaluates or looks at the stories of refugees and what kind of documents they need and how they reject certain stories and how they accept some other parts of the stories. I think it's extremely important to, for the Dutch people to understand how their institutions are um, acting or how they... Um, how they function. How they well. function. Mm. Because in the end, that they, they represent Netherlands. Okay, so if, if our listeners were interested to see the next, mm. the next one in June... Now, you yes. did mention to me that it is in Dutch. Yes, um, it is in but Dutch. But is there some sort of English option? Yes, uh, we have live um, English translation... Oh, okay. So the people, the public uh, that is speaking, who speak English or English is their second language, they get a headphone. Oh, great! And they will just hear everything in English. Perfect. Yeah. And are, are tickets on sale yet? Not yet? Or? Um, uh, no, the event is not online yet. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, I'm sure uh, when it's on time on online, you'll hear it if you follow me on. Uh, some social media, I will okay, mention. Okay, and it. you're on Facebook. Yes, I'm on Facebook. And you have your own your own website. And yes. Can you just tell us what that is? Uh, yeah, um, my I just opened a page, no. uh, a Facebook page. I had a personal account, uh, but my Facebook page I want to run it uh, properly, um, and uh, it would be great if people can follow me. Uh, it's just on my name and family name, Ehsan Farjatnia. Um, my personal account is called Skanovich. Okay. Um, my website is called uh, ehsancritique.com. Um, and if you just Google refugee on trial, you will find my website or the Facebook account. 
or the other articles that were published about the first uh, version. Yes. Isan, thank you so much for talking to us today on Arts Talk Radio. Thank you, my pleasure. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk magazine, all one word, dot nl. Arts Talk magazine, dot nl. I'm sitting here with Suketu Meta. Now, he has written a book called This Land is Our Land, an Immigrant's Manifesto. And it seems, uh, well, very appropriate now um, as the issue of immigration is so much at the forefront of, of the news. Um, thank you so much, Suketu, for joining us today on Arts Talk Radio. Thank you for having me on. Now, you uh, come from New York. You grew up partially in India and in New York. What made you decide that decide that you needed to write an immigrant's manifesto? I started writing this book in 2016, the year that Trump got elected, because the worldwide conversation around immigrants and immigration fills me with rage, with deep anger at the way that immigrants are being portrayed as rapists and terrorists, people come to take your jobs and rape your women. And and I started asking myself, why is the conversation only told from the perspective of the rich countries? What's in it for Holland or America? Should we let in immigrants? How many? Should, we, should they be skilled or unskilled? And I thought, what about the immigrants themselves? Why would someone leave their families, their homes, everything they hold dear to get up and make incredibly perilous journeys with their little children in a small boat across the Mediterranean. It's because the rich countries have stolen the future of the poor countries through colonialism, corporate colonialism, war, and climate change. And as you say, it's, it's, it's by no means easy, the, the journey itself, but also once you get to that new country, uh, it's, it's hard to build a life um, from, from nothing. Uh, now, you make the point uh, in your book that, in fact, um, the global north should be welcoming uh, immigrants, seeing them as, uh, as saviors, in a sense, rather than trying to figure out how to leave, get rid of them or stop them from coming in. But you, you draw on quite a lot of economic arguments. So, and, I, and we know, of course, that the large part of this immigrant narrative is economics. Um, it's suggested that they're going to cost countries say, oh, this is going to cost us money or it will take money away from, from our education systems, health systems. So tell us how you sort of did your research and, and what conclusions you drew. So my book, as I said, is an angry book, but it's also a hopeful one, that it, it's an angry book with a happy ending. <laughs> Always good. And the happy ending is that uh, once these people you know, are forced from their homes um, and they make these incredibly dangerous journeys, when they get to the countries that they go to, it's a win-win for everyone. It's a win for the migrants because their lands have been left uninhabitable because of climate change, which has been caused by the West. America put in one-third of the excess carbon in the atmosphere, the European countries another quarter. Um, 
because of war and colonialism and uh, the depredations of the multinationals. They can't live there. But once they get to a place like Holland, it's great for the Netherlands too because the Dutch, like the Europeans in general, aren't making enough babies. By the end of this century, the EU population will shrink by 13%. One in four Europeans today is already 60 or over. And they're not making enough babies. The replacement rate uh, for uh, countries is for each woman to have 2.1 babies. Dutch women these days have 1.6 babies per woman. That, so there aren't enough babies being born to replace the people who are dying. Um, Last year, 2019, was the first year in which half of all Dutch adults were over 50. In 1950, fewer than one in three Dutch adults were over 50. Mm. So it's clear that the population is aging. And what's happening when people get older? Well, they need people, younger people, to work for them, to pay the pensions and the health care mm. of the aging population. So um, today, there are three working Dutch people for every Dutch person who's over 65. By 2030, just 10 years, there'll only be two Dutch working people for every person over 65. So what does that mean? Um, who's going to replace these people? Uh, you can only make up these gaps with vastly greater immigration, which is a win for everyone. As it is, because of the aging GDP, the Dutch, uh, the aging population, the Dutch GDP will fall to 1.1 percent between 2022 and 2025. It has a measurable impact. So, you know, uh, I've done a, a lot of research about the numbers, and it's pretty clear that immigration is a win for everyone, including the countries that the migrants come from. Because if you want to make the, bet the world a better place then let people come here and send back remittances, the money that they send back in 5 euro, 10 euro um, wire transfers back to a mother for a medical bill or a sister to get her through college. Um, last year, migrants sent back $689 billion in remittances from the Global North to the Global South. Mm -hmm. And that brings us, just briefly before we finish, you, you've got a new book planned and it's focusing on New York. Tell us a little bit about that and when we might hope to see that um, published. So uh, this book on New York is something I've been working on for the last decade. I've written a book about Bombay called Maximum City, which is also available in Dutch. Um, and this is a book about New York and a lot of it is focused on <coughs> real life stories of immigrants in the city. And it's also a memoir of my coming there at 14 and you know, my uh, growing up in the city and my attempts to find a home in the city. Um, it's a celebration of New York. It's also a look at some of the darker aspects of New York, like uh, inequality and the housing crisis. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's coming along. There's, uh, uh, if um, your listeners would like to read sections of the book, they can go to my website, which is www.suketumeta.com and there are chapters uh, that I publish in places like The New Yorker and GQ magazine. Okay, so we can get a flavour of right. what, what's to come. Suketu, thank you so much for joining us today on Arts Talk Radio and uh, I wish you a very pleasant stay here in Amsterdam. Thank you very much.
Arts Talk Radio Online. Well, I'm afraid we've come to the end of another edition of Arts Talk Radio. We'll be back in a week or so with some more interesting people to talk to. And in the meantime, if you have any comments we'd like to hear from you, please leave them in the comments box below. My name is Michael Hasted, and so until the next time, it's goodbye. Bye. Thank you.